Brick and Mortar Reporter, Episode 87. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast, where we show you how to build your business brick by brick. Put on your hard hat and grab your tool belt because you are about to enter the construction zone. And now, here's your host, Christy Hostler. Hey, come on in. I got a diet drink for you. It's cold and ready to go. It's Friday. Have a drink. Sit down. Enjoy. Localists, welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter. My name is Christy, and I'm your host as always today. And before I get into the content of today's podcast, it's time to hear from our sponsors. Bluehost does all my web support and all my web hosting. It's a very reliable company. It's a company that's actually very easy to work with, and for the quality of services that you get from them, they're very, very reasonably priced. If you need a website for any reason whatsoever, go to brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website. Find out if the URL you're looking for is available and go ahead and make the purchase. When you do, I've got a special bonus for you for signing up from there. And it is a document that shows you all of the plugins that you need to go ahead and get on your website so that it functions correctly and can be found by search engines and your target customer. So bluehost.com is where you can find all the details about it. But if you go to brickandmortarreporter.com, forward slash website. You'll hear, see everything you need to know about signing up once you put in the URL you're looking to purchase. So it's uh, prices range from anywhere from $3.99 to about $11.99. And that's per year for your website. So it's a really low-cost way to get started with your business. All right. Thanks, Bluehost. So now, on to our content today. Last week, I told you about how I changed my pricing on my ice cream. And, um, it, you know, it's very interesting because I was looking up some statistics this week after somebody mentioned this to me, and it didn't dawn on me that more ice cream is sold in winter months than is sold in summer months. Now, granted, I don't know if that statistic came from the... Um, milk uh, society or whatever it is or the milk producers or the dairy producers or whatever it is but the bottom line is people eat ice cream all winter long regardless of the temperature in their area and of course when you live in a subtropical climate even our cold temperatures are like a spring day in Duluth, Minnesota. So um, it works. And so I changed my pricing on my ice cream, and I'm one of the few people that's actually going to sell um, cold, very cold frozen items down at Mallory Square all winter long. And I changed my pricing from $8 for a, I guess about 12 ounces of ice cream, 10 or 12 ounces, to $5 just as an experiment. And I told you how Suddenly I went from selling, maybe not selling any, to selling two at a time because um, both members of a couple would buy a thing of ice cream. They would each get their own flavor and that sort of thing. And they would do that at the $5 price point and be ready to shell out 10 bucks. But at $8, they weren't willing to shell out 16 which I completely understand. I, I do. Um, so I changed that, and that seemed to work well last weekend. And so I've had this week to test it all again. And I wanted to give you the results. And to be honest, 
there was one particular day I could have just cried, but it was tears of joy, because on Wednesday, Wednesday night, the middle of the week, two weeks before Christmas or whatever it is, I actually had a night where I made over the minimum amount that I would need to live off of. Now, granted, I did not get rich in that night, don't get me wrong, but to see the potential that's there on the Wednesday night in the middle of the week in the what's typically a low time, go ahead and take a drink of your Diet Coke, I'm going to get some of this right here too. So to see that happen, I needed that, I needed that boost, I needed that encouragement, <laughs> I needed, I needed that to happen, and so it really, what I have found since that, even since that Wednesday night, I mean, it's now, we're now well beyond that, but I've had all week to, to test it out. And so what I've been selling most of is ice cream and coffee. This week, I actually haven't had pizza um, down at the, at the pier. Uh, I'm having a problem with the quality on that. And the, the problem is, is that I'm having to keep my grill so hot that I'm ending up burning some of the bottom of the pizza, and then by the time it takes so long for the pizza to cook, I don't have time to remake it, and it, I, I've got to work out some quality issues or figure out something alternative to do to cook my pizza on. I could get a little oven that's propane um, fueled, I guess is the way to put it. But anyway, I don't want to invest anything else just yet. But anyway, so... Um, the ice cream and the coffee has been keeping me actually pretty busy um, because there is cleanup and there is uh, there is a process that goes with each one. It's not like they they walk up and I can just you know scoop it in a cup and, and go and that sort of thing. And I'm still finding that I'm I'm selling way more doubles in ice cream than I was before, and I'm selling a lot more singles too. People are prepared to shell out five dollars. Um, for whatever snack it is when they're in that environment. And think about it. When you go to a football game or baseball game or even the fair, um, most of the time you expect to pay about $5 for something, whatever it is, um, but not much more than that. And so I just have to deal with that price point and make my volume enough to actually make it work and make it pan out. So that has been a huge encouragement to me. Um, I'm still holding on... Um, Financially, I um, got a mortgage payment due, and I'm going to have to dip into the last little bit of my reserve funds in order to do that. And the good news is, is that the day after Christmas, we get really, really busy between Christmas and New Year's. It'll actually carry over into that first full weekend in January, so I think it's maybe like the third or fourth. Then we'll have a couple of weeks, you know, where it's a little bit of hit and miss um, tourist traffic. And then we start to get into the high season. But by that time, the good news is essentially by the first of the year or shortly thereafter, it will be in place where we can be down and set up the artisan market for um, days whenever the cruise boats are in town. And if you look at the calendar for the, the cruise ships docking and that sort of thing in Key West, in January there are very few days where there's not a boat during the day. At the same time, there's many days when we have two or three 
boats in town at the same time. We have three different docking places, three different piers that can accommodate a cruise ship here in Key West. It's crazy for a little two-mile wide by four-mile long island that we can accommodate three big cruise ships um, in our ports. And so they have those uh, January and December, or December and January, I should say, are very, very busy months for the cruise season. And I guess it's mainly because the hurricane season has just ended it's the middle of winter or it's you know winters in a lot of places and um, i'm also seeing a lot of european tourists right now so i don't know what's going on in their calendar year that is uh, seems to be a good vacation time for them as well so that is um I think that's going to be my saving grace because I know that if I'm out um, in during the day, I will get a certain amount of traffic of uh, coffee and ice cream and that sort of thing, and maybe then I can even possibly have figured out the pizza situation and bring that back. And then I'm gonna, um, I'm, there might be one other item that I want to try to jury in very early in the year to try to get that started as well. So, um, you know, the thing is, you've got to be able to support um, what you're doing in the busy season. And I've got to be able to, whatever products I decide to make and take each night, it's just me in my food cart. And I've got to be able to sustain that um, workflow and the process flow. Uh, by myself in order to make that. And don't get me wrong, people don't mind standing in line for a little bit of time, um, but it's it can't be an unreasonable amount of time. And so, so anyway, I'm still working on that, but it's just, it's so, it was so encouraging that just on pizza, not pizza, just on ice cream and coffee, I was able to hit my minimum on one day this week. It's the first time that's happened. And so I was really, really excited about that. And then as we get into the first of the year and that sort of thing, I really do think, I think I'm going to make it. Um, and I, I'm excited about that because what I would ultimately like to do is I would like to make enough money to eventually open up, I would love to open up a brick and mortar location where I could do like desserts and really, really, really good coffee. I'd love to roast my own coffee beans. I'm excited because I have some um, to try this weekend roasting my coffee beans. And then, and from what I understand, it is so overwhelmingly delicious when you roast your own coffee beans and then eat, you know, not eat the beans, but when then you make the coffee, it tastes so much better. Um, and so I'm going to try that, and that would be a great, great thing to start doing. And then I'm also um, going to, I, I'm, I've been doing some pie baking for Christmas um, for different people around town and, and baking different types of pies, and then people buy them. So I would love to have a place that did ice cream desserts and coffee, and it was really um, just a really good local point for the community. And so, you know, you never know. You never know what I'll be able to do, but um, I would love to make enough money during the busy season to really try to help fund that and to try to get get the ball rolling on that. It might take me a couple of years, um, and it might it might not. I don't know. I don't know what the future holds, but I know that ultimately I would love to have the food cart as supplemental income to my real brick and mortar business. So, um, so that's what I'm working towards. And so anyway, the first step was to get cash flow coming in and to make it actually viable and profitable. So that's where I am. And the, the key thing that I can take away from this 
I don't know if you can hear it or not, but my dogs have gotten a hold of some bones that we had given out the other night. And they're those leg bones, and they were stuffed with something, so they ate the stuffing out of them the other night. And now they are just chowing down on the hard part, so it's really, really loud um, as they sit out here listening intently to me, as you can see. But um, anyway, the one key thing I would say, if you are in a business that is struggling and you feel confident that you've got the right product or the right service that you're offering but you're still not getting the customers that you want and you're still not seeing the revenue you're not seeing the new customers you're not, maybe you're not even seeing the repeat customers there are two other areas that I would look to besides your product and what do you need to change and the very first thing is I would look at your pricing structure is your pricing structure off-putting or is it something and I'm not saying go cheap because everybody tries to compete on price and, and price doesn't always correlate with value you know what I mean so it's like don't feel like you've got it if you have a premium service or a premium product that you're offering don't be afraid to ask people to pay for it that is completely reasonable um, just like with me I have um, I mean five dollars for a single serving of ice cream is a little bit on the high end side whenever you look at ice cream shops or whatever else but I'm also doing liquid nitrogen right in front of them and there is a cost higher cost associated with liquid nitrogen and it is kind of a show as well as a snack so I'm not saying go cheap and I'm not saying try to undercut everyone else's pricing but I would look at it and see if it looks like it would be reasonable would you as a customer pay for your service if you wouldn't, why not? And figure out what it is and what the, and you might even, you know, do some A-B testing, do some split testing and see, you know, try pricing it at, at a certain amount and see how that goes and give it a week, give it two weeks and then possibly change your pricing. Now it doesn't, you know, you, not all businesses lend themselves to being able to have flexibility in pricing. I understand that. But it is a definitely a place to try, especially if you're not really sure what you should be charging for your product or your service. The other thing that I would look at is, number one, have you done any marketing whatsoever? If you haven't done any marketing, understand that you're going to probably need to pay for some type of advertising. It is absolutely unheard of for any business to be out there and exist solely on the basis of word of mouth. You've got to get your name out there. You've got to get people familiar with your business and what you're offering. Um, and if you have been doing marketing and it's not getting people in, then I would look at, at two different things. I would look at number one at my marketing message and I would maybe even have some people that aren't familiar with your business, maybe some friends or associates that don't have intimate knowledge of what you're doing and, and how you're doing it, get them to look over your advertising copy. Do they understand what you're trying to do? Do they understand what you're trying to offer? And at the same time, um, are you, do you have a clear offer? If you don't have a clear offer, if it's just an awareness type thing, what are you hoping to get out of that advertising dollars that you spend? So I would look at that. And then the other, the very last thing that I would do is I would start reaching out to other businesses and seeing how can I help them. 
Is there something that they need from me that I could do for them? And the reason I would say reach out to other businesses to see what you can do is when you add value, when you go ahead and lead with a value proposition of adding value to someone else, then you will end up getting value back in return. And that's, again, the way you start building your word of mouth. I've talked to so many entrepreneurs and interviewed so many of them, and they say their biggest flow for getting referrals or getting customers is coming from their word of mouth existing customers or existing people that are familiar with them. And so it's just a very natural thing, but people have to know who you are and they have to trust you in order to recommend you. And it might be that you have a brick and mortar location and you have, have business neighbors. The first thing you need to do is go in and meet those business neighbors and let them know that you're a name and a face they can trust. And if you want to provide value and, and what can you do for them? Um, and that's a great way to start. So, um, there are a lot of things you can tweak once you get your business up and running and you get it in place. And those are just three things, three places I would start uh, before I gave up, uh, gave up and changed products or, or tweaked things radically. Um, the one thing I will tell you is understand that businesses do not go out of the gates being immediately profitable. Even my seemingly foolproof food cart business didn't come out the gate being a cash cow. You have to make things into a cash cow, I guess. And I wasn't prepared for that. I was not prepared for having six months before I really saw sustainable income. And I haven't seen sustainable income yet. I'm just presuming based on the volume I've seen of sales, I've seen with the volume of tourists, that as the volume of tourists increase, also the volume of sales will increase. And the data that I have based on that is just based on the historics of what I've had down there um, so far. And so it's just one of those things that you need to understand before you go into business. And that's why people say if you can have a long runway and you can have a reserve, then you are going to end up better off than the other business owners out there because you have the flexibility to uh, last a little bit longer with reduced income or in the negative or uh, without taking any money out of the business. So just understand that it is not unusual. In fact, this is what, you know, 95%, not probably even higher than that, 98% of the companies go through that get started, is that there is a time where they are not making money. And most of the time, it is, you know, at the beginning. Um, at the same time, there are many, many businesses that will have um, months in the course of their business life that will not be profitable. Uh, many of them are seasonal businesses, and you might, I mean, I don't know of any business that isn't going to have a certain amount of seasonality, and I don't mean that you have to have a really high and low swing, but you'll have months in your businesses that are that are higher than others, and pretty, you know, you, you pretty soon begin to figure out the pattern and go, oh, wow, we really are hugely busy in July. July is our biggest month. And then it tapers from there or whatever. So you can't base your expenses. You can't base everything based on July. But at the same time, you also might know that October is a really low month. And that you once you have employees and that sort of thing, you're actually in the red in October. And that's just the way it's going to be every single October because there isn't enough business to sustain you through that month. So then you prepare for that. 
So at the same time that I know the busy season is coming, I also know that during September and October and you know those months that I've just gone through, I am also going to be struggling to get my minimum baseline uh, salary or whatever you call it, revenue that I need in order to live, my, get my cash flow. And so I've got to prepare for that. But now I know I've got, you know, another nine months to prepare for that and to start putting away something every single month to help cover that. So I go into those months with the reserves that I need to essentially get me through from September to December with reduced income. So that's what my plan is and that's how I look at things and I'm very very excited I like I told you I had a um, uh, tear shedding moment for tears of joy uh, this past week just because I finally had a night where I met my minimum now the weird thing is with the way my uh, business structure is many times uh, the way and, and it was funny too because I'm, I meant to mention this we had a record cold front coming through this week in, in the Keys. And so we would wake up for, uh, this is the third morning, third or fourth morning in a row, third morning in a row, I think, that we've had temperatures dip um, into the upper 50s overnight, like 59, 58, and that kind of thing. And then what happens is in the daytime, it's only getting up to 69 or between 69 and 72 degrees, which is actually perfect. But what happens is in the evenings, it starts, it does start getting a little chilly. Um, with the the humidity dro drops a lot in the winter and so whenever the breeze starts blowing in the evening and you get to the point where um, the sun is no longer shining it definitely makes a difference um, in the temperature but even through all that we had a day where it was windy it was blustery it was cold and it was right smack in the middle of the week but Wednesday is also a night where many, many vendors don't come. For whatever reason, they take Wednesday night off. It's like the middle of the week or something like that. And so it's um, those kind of factors definitely could have helped me, you know, and been in my favor. And I might never have that line up exactly the same way again. I don't know why my dogs get right under my feet and then decide to have the WWE. Is that more WWF wrestling? <sighs> Apologize for the background noise. But the whole thing is, is that the stars aligned for me on that one night, and I need that to happen more often. And I will be working on that and trying to get um, to that minimum level every single day, and hopefully I'll be able to run a string of days through. Um, together, back to back, where I'm making the amount of money I need to make, and then whenever we can be down during the day, it doesn't cost me any more to be there during the day. But what it does do is it takes up my time, and so there is eventually a cost for your time that you have to take into consideration as well. So I'll be dealing with all that when the time comes. At this point, I'm just trying to eke out a living, and then I'll deal with the residual effects. So thank you for being on this journey with me and for rejoicing in the small victories and for celebrating. Um, you've heard my lows and uh, that kind of uh, frustration and uh, despair that I've gone through as we've been in this process, but I think we're coming to uh, the end of the valley, hopefully, and going to be able to do some mountaintop type experiences before long. So I look forward to sharing that with you. Once again, if you need a website, 
brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website. It'll take you right to where you need to go to figure out if you uh, have a URL that is available for purchase. And you can purchase it right there through that website. And if you do that, I'll send you a, uh, it's a, it's basically like a cheat sheet for plugins that will show all the plugins you need to go ahead and put on your website. Seriously, do not go out and spend thousands of dollars to try to get somebody to build you a website. What's going to happen is they'll build you a website, they'll get your website up and running, but then you have to continue with that ongoing expenses just to maintain it. And there's no sense in doing that. There is a huge amount of WordPress websites that are out there in the general population and they have so much out-of-the-box uh, plugins that you can use. They have so many um, tweaks that you can do to them. You can also get, you know, you can, if you wanted one special thing done to your website, you can pay a developer one time to do it. But you don't have to have an ongoing expense of thousands of dollars or even hundreds of dollars every single month and or year in order to get your website up and going. So let me encourage you to take it on by yourself. Try to do it. Learn WordPress. You can do it. You can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. And I'm not saying I'm a guru or a pro, but anything I know, I'll be glad to share with you. And one of the things I do know is the plugins you want on your website when you get started. So I'll send you that. BrickandMortarReporter.com forward slash website to find out if the URL you want is available and go ahead and get that purchased before somebody else does. There's many websites as are being purchased um, right now, there becomes fewer and fewer available, and so you're having to add more and more words to uh, a URL in order to have it find it available. So, anyway, brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash websites. Thanks so much. You guys enjoy your weekend. If it's not a weekend that you're listening to this, I'm really sorry, but it will be soon. So just hang in there. And again, thanks for coming on this crazy journey with me. Thank you for listening to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast, where we build businesses all day long with no permits. Remember, local businesses are the backbone of our economy. So whenever you have the opportunity, choose local. 